Welcome to another episode of Tipsy Ball. I'm your co-host, Tim Yoon. Got my partners in crime, Phil and Henry with me. How are you guys doing today? Let's go. It's finally... The Bucks, baby. We have have finally crowned an NBA champion. I can't believe the season is officially over as of today. No, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Full first season. Yeah. You know, I think uh, kudos... Let's give a round of applause to the Bucks. You know, I think... Credit, we ought to give credit due. I think, um, did not, obviously, did not see that one coming. I think all of us called Bucks to lose and called the Suns to win the series. But Giannis was just, this this guy was just on a level. He was a different level. He was on a mission to prove everybody wrong. And especially after that injury, I did not expect to see this of Giannis for sure and that was Dude, I think nobody expected to see this yeah. from Giannis it was so coach, coach bud for president <laughs> I'm curious what treatment the Bucks did on Giannis during that one week he was out but whatever the medical team did is genius I think everybody needs to hire they, them they just sat him in a room and then you know like when you get like uh hypnotized they just showed him like 10 hours of just Kobe films <laughs> <laughs> with his like eyes eyes taped open oh man well anyways um it's sad to say but we are finishing our first full season of shoot your shot segment and we have uh, a surprising winner here after phil here started off from the dumps a uh, very very slow start he has uh reigned victorious over myself the the extra points that uh, Henry and Phil got in these finals definitely uh, went a long way. It didn't help Henry at all because he's just not great at, <laughs> at, at picking teams. So, did he? Uh, Wait, Henry, did you win any of the extra points? He won one. I think I got one. You got oh, one okay, right. you got one. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, right. uh, so Henry and I, we went 0-3 because obviously we picked Phoenix all the way through. Uh, Phil obviously chose Milwaukee all the way through, and with the addition additional uh, points that he got, he came to a total of 104 and 68 losses. I came in at 100.5 and 68 losses. So essentially, if, if it wasn't for the extra points, Phil and I would have tied. That would have been very interesting. And Henry, Henry is Henry, and he finished with the uh, underwhelming 82-88 uh, record for the... For the first full season of Shoot Your Shot. Henry, any words here you want to express to all of our listeners? Hey, uh, you know, work injuries attributed <laughs> to my demise. But, you know, like like both LA teams, there's always an extra baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, Phil, yeah. Any, any words for you as a champion? The first champion of your Shoot Your Shot for the season. What are your words? For all of our our listeners here, it ain't about how you start; it's about how you finish, baby. Ooh, okay. Just keep putting right. in that work, and, and, and one day and, you'll end up victorious. And the, and the petty points Tim gave us. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! That's that. We all signed up for the same contract. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. No worries. You know, I had to give, uh, you know, these guys a chance to to catch up. And hey, you know, Phil took advantage and. Hey, man, I I can't complain about it. So he is a true outright winner. So congratulations, Phil. We might might have to either get like a like a small trophy or a belt or something. You know, we'll we'll figure something out. Right. And then move on for season two and see how we want to continue with this. But I think it was great for our first full season of shoot your shot, guys. Right. Um, Maybe incorporate some other other games in our season uh, upcoming season two here. But uh I think that was a I great, want, great start. I want a I want a big trophy with a big bowl and the loser mm. of that season basically has to drink a full bowl of whatever the winner puts in it. Oh, interesting. So you, it, it can be anything. Like it can be food, alcohol, whatever. Yeah, it could be whatever. like my diarrhea. Oh, oh no, okay, come on. Now. <laughs> Phil, let, let's this is this, let's give you a little PG here, you know what I mean? Come on now. Like let's not let's not get Okay, a obviously overboard. I wouldn't put that in there, but yeah, I would probably put some some other disgusting things in there. Obviously edible, but you know, not pleasant to drink. You know. All right, well, you know, for all our listeners, if you feel free to 
uh, DM us your your suggestions uh, across our social media. We will definitely take your considerations. Um, but yeah, let, let's not let's not go beyond the PG because yeah, let's keep it at least a, li- a little sanitary for the most part. You know what I mean? We'll we'll get him a <laughs> nice we'll get him a nice bottle of kimchi to ferment for you. <laughs> fellas well uh from the start uh obviously tonight was game six and the milwaukee bucks were officially crowned nba champions of the 2020-21 season um Giannis had an incredible game he had 50 points 14 rebounds five blocks his free throws guys tonight he only missed two he only missed two and that was crucial because as we know Throughout the playoffs, he struggled. Um, I, he was just in a different mindset tonight. Uh, yeah, I think kudos goes to to Giannis and continuing to uh, up, you know, focus in and get this victory. And they are I, now the fifteen to come back from an O two deficit and, and win the championship. I think just an incredible, incredible story, man. Like, mm-hmm. who would have ever thought that? The Bucks being down 0-2 um, would have come back, and and e- if even if you take it from before that, Giannis being injured with that hyperextension, yep. you know us not knowing when he would come back, we thought he might miss the whole playoffs, mm-hmm. and for him to come back in that first game um, and play the way that he did throughout the series, um, and and even become a better player than he was before the injury. Yeah. It's just incredible, man. Like, I, I, I've never seen anything like it. I think what it was, Phil, was he was listening to Tipsy Bomb Media. What do you think? You know? Honestly, <laughs> I, man, all the stuff that we said yeah. that he should do, he was doing, yeah. and exactly. more on top of exactly. that. Exactly. So, and, yeah. he, and he didn't take those... It, those three pointers that we asked him to not shoot anymore. You I know mean, three, we, today was three too many, but uh, I mean, hey, he, <laughs> hey, made he one. had one. He, yeah, he, he had made one. one. He made one, right? But, that's, but, but isn't that what I've been saying? If he wants to take his elevate his game to the next level to become all star and like just be that dude for your team, well, practice free. Well, well, right, well, well, right now. Hey, the thing is though, like. Obviously, a free throw is definitely a mental game. Maybe for this season, it just, you know, mentally just it got to him, right? And it unfortunately um, was an up and down season for him. We've seen Giannis in the past not have that terrible of a free throw shooting percentage. Um, so I think that's definitely something that he can work on. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But. <clears throat> But I don't know what the heck happened. I'm 17 for 19, man. That's insane. Yeah, that, that's insane. You got to give credit all, all the world to Giannis. Fellas, I, I love me some Bobby Portis tonight. You know, he <laughs> he, he he came up. He was huge off the yeah, bench. I, I like how Bobby Portis was uh, trying to hold back Chris Paul to <laughs> yeah. complain about his. Health. Dude, that was so hey, funny. But that he was like too. holding his arms like a baby. Like it reminded me of this one time I was at a club and uh, it was like New Year's and this dude like. Uh, he kept bumping me from behind and I was like, hey, bro, like watch out like, you know, you keep bumping me You know, I didn't even like, you know, yell at him tell him aggressively or anything like that And he's like what what bro? And then he tried to raise his arms and as we were so close together because the club was packed My arms were there too, and I just held his ar- arms down and I just said sit down, bro and then he sat down. <laughs> Oh man, that is too funny. That is too funny but um, yeah, Bobby Portis obviously even even uh, his run through the other side of the court that that was that was very fun. that was not a foul that, that was not a, a that foul. was not a foul and that was not a tee like come on refs just, yeah let it go man right but yeah. um, obviously off night shooting for Holiday again but he disrupted the game on the other side of the ball defensively all series long and especially in this finals he's been instrumental stopping CP3 and Devin Booker Middleton. Hey, he's clutched down the stretch, and he's proven hey, that again. I, I, I said this to uh, I forgot who I was talking to. I was, I was so wasted at, <laughs> at the wedding. Yes. Basically, I was saying like, um, for all of us, I mean, including me, I'm guilty of it. <laughs> like, as much as we said Middleton's contract was absurd, what the Bucks paid to retain him, he brings that money's worth and to help some. Giannis and yeah. then some. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like. We I think we did bash on that contract, but 
hey, they are champions now, prove dividends. And hey, yeah, I think it was well worth it in the end, man. You, it's their first championship in 50 years since 1971. So all the moves that they made, right? Obviously, the big one was Drew Holiday this past offseason in order for them to get over the hump. And ultimately, yeah, Drew Holiday didn't always bring it on the offensive front. But we all know Drew Holiday is one of those premier defenders uh, as a point guard. And that just really proved proved to be the big deciding factor because, yeah, CP3 was able to get most of his shots today with 26 points, but Devin Booker was, you know, kept in check today as well, even with his back-to-back 40-point games in games uh, four and five. But nonetheless, you know, I think collectively as what the Bucks did, and Bucks also did not have uh, DiCivenzo, right? And then obviously... Bobby Portis became a huge factor in these finals or and the remaining of the playoffs even with the Atlanta series. And PJ Tucker, right? You know, we he's never been an offensive guy, but what he always does on the defensive end as well has also contributed to this. So all of the big addition all of the additions that they made this season, this offseason, Bobby Portis, PJ Tucker, and Drew Holiday was the X Factors and helped Giannis and Chris Middleton ultimately get this championship so um i want to start with 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 phil first how much credit you're giving giving bud you know we we have smashed on this on 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 bud on this podcast many many times how much credit are you giving bud um and yeah does he does he deserve to to have another shot regardless of winning because you know we've had our discussions uh of bud and what his uh career you know falls here within in milwaukee um yeah i think you gotta give him some credit i want to give him you know a ton of credit i give most of the credit to Giannis. you know like he single-handedly carried these guys to a championship you know he he put up one of the all-time greatest finals performances uh in history it's just amazing like i mean it, this the stuff that he was doing out there reminded me of of modern day Shaq, right yeah seriously. like if you if you if you're talking about a guy that's shooting over 60 percent um, you know, averaging over 30 points a game, um, you know, doing that, the things that he's doing on defense, on the, on the boards, yep. um, you know, and then obviously kind of the comparison goes to Shaq because of, you know, how well he, he shoots efficiently from down low, plus the, you know, struggles with the free throws. But obviously yep. he, it was a different story to, in tonight's game, right, where mm-hmm. he, he only missed two free throws on a lot of attempts. Um so yeah, like you gotta give Giannis the the major Giannis and, and and Chris Middleton the majority of the credit, but Bud did the things that he needed to um, in this series, right? He put the guys in the right position as well, right? Like mm-hmm. we wanted the ball in the hands of Drew Holiday and Middleton yeah. um, handling the ball from the perimeter more, and then getting into actions uh, with Giannis as him as the pick and roll guy, as as the as a role man, mm-hmm. and then also you know it, I think that. Some of the little things, like even today when we saw in that second quarter, uh, the set that the Suns kept going to with that kind of double pick and roll yeah. action where where they didn't want Giannis getting switched on to Chris Paul, so yeah. then they set another so, screen after yep. that, right, to get somebody like a Brooke Lopez or, or like a Bobby Portis or, yep. or P.J. Tucker switched on to one of Chris Paul or, or, or Booker. Like that was... That was a really good set for the Suns. And then we saw them in the second half play more physical on those screens and say, okay, we're not going to let you just have that isolation anymore. Mm -hmm. So they did that in the third, in the, in the third quarter and and going forward in the game. So like that, that was a, that was a scheme change, right? Mm -hmm. That was, Mm -hmm. that was Bud telling them at halftime, Hey, we got to do this. We got to take this away from them. And and they did that. Mm -hmm. And, and kind of throughout the whole series, there were some of those little adjustments. Uh, I even said it like um, when the series first started, right? Like I like, what Bud kind of found with that small ball lineup in game one, right? Mm-hmm. He was experimenting. Yes, it was kind of a giveaway game, but I did like that look with that small ball lineup. And, you know, that paid dividends throughout the series as well. Uh, I think one thing we never really discussed was kind of the supersized lineup he also found, mm-hmm. right? Like playing Giannis, Bobby Portis, and Brooke Lopez all together, yeah. and PJ Tucker at times, right? So that they have 
uh, a bunch of size and offensive rebounding on the floor, which I think off- offensive rebounds may have changed this whole series mm. on ahead. Um, and so there were things that Monty didn't necessarily do to adjust, and maybe he couldn't have being undersized without yeah. Saric yeah. Um, and only really having one center because Kaminsky, you know, he, he played okay today, but throughout the series, we can say he was a pretty big negative. Non-existent. Um, yep. Non-existent, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that Bud was the better coach in this series. <clears throat> Henry, for you, yeah, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, Coach Bud's uh, performance here in the finals? Um, and, yeah, I, I think, you know, you got to give credit due to some of the adjustments he did make um, after being down 0-2. Yeah, and I mean, look, I feel like, and I'm foreshadowing maybe next year, but I just have this feeling Coach Bud wins the title this year, and then he totally blows it up next year, and then he's fired. I'm pretty sure like that is the what's going to happen. But I mean, there you is mean Tony like, blows it up with the team, like in like terms of like in terms of like they probably just underperform next year. Oh, okay. okay, got it. And then um, they blow it up. You mean like? <laughs> no, just then they fire his ass. So, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, there is some credit. I mean, like I, like I think Phil, Phil said it best. He, he made the smaller adjustments that he needed to. A lot of it was going, like, I think, in terms of the small ball. He found, I think, critical moment or minutes to kind of, you know, for his secondary kind of pieces, whether it was Pat Connington or Bobby Portis. So I thought in terms of how he adjusted, it, it did outplay Monty. But then a piece of me is like also thinks, like, is it also because of luck? because of the fact that like Giannis was playing insane after his injury when he came back. And like, I don't know if Chris Paul was hurt or whatever it is. If Kendall Jenner didn't give a BJ (laughs) to Devin Booker, I don't know what, whatever it is, but like, it's like the Suns just seemed like out of sync and just gassed. Like, so in terms of that regards, it just seemed like no matter how hard they were trying, it just didn't seem like it was gonna be able to compete against mm. a more veteran Bucks team. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why, like, I I, I want to see what he does next year. Like, I want to see can he can he can he then now take what they've done this year to win a chip, well, let, and, let's and be, then get to the next level. Let's be honest. I think I think for the past couple of years they've gone a little bit better, a little bit better, and they finally got to the point of winning the championship. Right? I think there was a lot of. Yeah, expectations that we had with obviously Giannis winning the MVP for the season and, and all of those accolades that he got, but it's never translated over into the playoffs until this year, right? And especially this finals run that he had, it's one of, you know, like Phil Phil said, like one of the best playoff performances that we have seen in a very long time. He literally dominated this by himself, averaging 30-plus points, 10-plus rebounds, uh, whether it be two blocks, shooting at an insane field goal percentage, obviously it's free throw, not, not so much, but still. When it mattered most, Giannis showed up. He showed the world that a kid from Greece, drafted from 2013, very scrawny, and when you look at him now, whether he took steroids or whatever it was <laughs> to get to that size he is today, um, it's amazing, right? And I think there's been a lot of chatter um, the last couple of days about Giannis doing it without a super team. Right? We are in a generation where teams have uh, collaborated and come together as a three-man super team. The Bucks, this is not a super team, right? Um, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, yeah, they have their big three, but this ain't no, you know, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, KD. You know, Draymond, it's not, it's not, not of that. So, I, you know, it, th- this is still able to, to work for some of these teams, right? And I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a blueprint for every team to, to copy in this super team that we have today. But yeah, man, I think what I've seen of Giannis and especially after the injury, it's just amazing that what he was able to do. Like, honestly, I don't know what possessed him the last couple weeks during this finals run but it was incredible like i, I it's, it's hard to explain. just just yeah. waiting for just waiting for Giannis to rip off his face and it's kobe and he's alive <laughs> oh dang <laughs> <laughs> and, 
Dude, also, when I saw yeah. when I started seeing Giannis hit like fadeaway mid-range <laughs> jumpers, I was like, "Oh shit, so it's over. It's over, man." Like cuz kind of like the the finesse and like the shot making around um the paint, like especially when he's posting up, that was kind of like the biggest thing that was missing for me. Like because yes, it was like the free throws and 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 kind of like his ability to be dominant really in the post like we we all understand in transition when there's open space he's he's great right but yeah. in, in terms of half court offense being able to actually you know post a guy up and really dominate that matchup that was kind of what was missing um because there were so often times throughout the past few years in the playoffs where you would see him get walled up Right, mm-hmm. and then turn the ball over, yep. or you know, uh, shoot a bad shot where he misses it, um, and and really where his his strengths were negated in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for for whatever reason it was, this finals, he looked better than ever in those <laughs> positions, yeah. um, and he was really able to convert. Like, it, it, and it is it is a small sample size because we're really talking about just after the injury, right? So mm-hmm. we're talking about six games. Um, but it is also the six games at the highest level uh, of basketball, right? At the pinnacle, right? In the NBA Finals. Uh, so there is something to be said, and he definitely deserves credit, and he deserves all the roses for it. Yeah. But it is it is still a small sample size, and I am still left kind of wondering, like, hey, is, is this for real? Is this able to continue in the future, right? So that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. That's why I feel like next year is going to be, I think, a good indicator to see if Giannis can take the next leap, just given the sample size we saw. Like, he should easily be averaging 40 points a game, dude. (laughs) Like, literally. (laughs) Okay, well, well, with that said, let's let's get a cheers here first. You know, I I forgot to do that from the start of the the show. You guys didn't catch me there, but cheers, cheers. Cheers, guys. With that said, guys, yeah, let's go to the sun side of the the ball, right? Um, CP3, yeah, we we won't know. Maybe in the coming days we'll know if he was hurt or not. But within the last, you know, couple games here, um, he didn't look right. He didn't look like the the good old CP3 I've seen in the past. Careless turnovers, uh, simple mistakes that you usually don't see him play. But for tonight's game and this closeout game for the Bucks, he did carry the team with 26 points. Um, Aiton... And Booker both struggled, did not provide any help uh, for this team. Um, and unfortunately, I'm curious, and I want to start with you, Henry, right? Because you have stated that you don't mind the Suns letting Giannis ball out as long as they contain everybody else. What did you see from these past couple games, and especially tonight? Like, Giannis obviously destroyed that game plan that you thought you know, would have worked for the Suns. I mean, realistically, they should have won today, even with Giannis scoring the 50. They just literally somehow let Middleton start heating up when it mattered at the end. And Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton were nowhere to be found. <laughs> and like I said, like Mikel Bridges, like he had like one good game mm-hmm. in the whole playoffs and championship, maybe two. But, you, just, but he's not he's not expected to be... But it's no, like, I. But it's like, look, if you're gonna be like that, then you gotta be like PJ Tucker on the other side of the on the defensive end, man. Well, like, which you gotta he leave has. a mark. He he what? has left a mark on. The How did he leave a end? mark? Giannis had 50 points today. Mikel Bridges is not guarding Giannis. He's not the. Or even defender. or even or he even was, Middleton. He was had, shutting down Drew Holiday. Oh my gosh. Come on. Yeah, you still <laughs> let him have nine rebounds, eleven assists, so not really. Well, look at his so, field goal shooting, four four nineteen. I don't it, know what what more do you want from that. But that's why I said, like, I honestly, this team, like, I don't know what happened to their swagger coming into this series. Um, but it just really seemed like it's not the same Phoenix Suns that we were seeing. That we were like, man, like, even before the championship, we were like, the Suns are going to win this so easily. Yeah. But then for some reason, I don't know if it was. That's what we're saying. I don't know if it's Chris Paul being hurt. Uh, you know, maybe it's the small curse. They, they were right? just like, you know, yeah, maybe possible. Or yeah. they're just like, holy shit, Giannis is like freaking Kobe-esque right now. But in the end of the day, like, look, like this team was young. They didn't really have a lot of veterans on this mm-hmm. team outside of Chris Paul. 
So if that is a contributor to them not showing up and blowing a game in which they were up, what, 2-0? Yep, they were up 2-0. Yeah, so that's why I said, like, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I, to me, it just feels like it's an experience kicking in. True. Uh, I think, so. I think what, I've, what I've learned here is, too, I've anointed DeAndre Ayton too much credit. That's right, what we've think, been saying. Yeah, uh, he definitely. Yeah, me and Henry both said that yeah. that one pod. Yep. So um, obviously he had his glimpses and he's shown a lot and he's grown a lot. Uh, but you know Giannis was too too big of a task to <laughs> to hold for his own. Unfortunately, obviously it is a group effort nonetheless to guard Giannis. But uh, yeah, unfortunately Giannis got the best of it. And, and but that's why I've been. Sa- but that's yeah. also what I've been saying like Devin Booker's game as much as he. Is silky smooth from the three in the mid range. Like he re- he is so dependent on that shit, versus like him getting like an extra five to eight pounds of muscle and just taking it hard into the paint, like consistently with the confidence. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like when he he's in a slump, he tries to shoot himself out, and then you know like as a baller, like that shit gets to you, and you're gonna. End- Oh, technical issues again with Henry, but uh, Phil, Each, yes. Uh, get oh. up on that. Yeah, but I will say, you know, a, a big part of, of that has to do with what the Milwaukee Bucks were doing on the defensive end. That's true, uh, too. Dude, Giannis was just all over the place, dude, man. You have yeah. Drew Holiday, Giannis. You literally had Giannis had, <laughs> had five block shots. He was contesting, like, every Everything. single, yeah. every single <laughs> layup, dude. Man. It was nuts, and there were there were multiple times throughout the game where you had like uh, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, Devin Booker that like made it all the way to the rim or had like a three foot shot, and they hesitated because yeah. they were like, "Oh fuck, Giannis is about to come from yeah. behind <laughs> yeah. and fucking block this, dude." And so, a lot of that, dude. Credit to Giannis, man. Yep. Like yep. some of these players, they're they are great players. Uh, dude, his heart. He showed heart. He was determined to. Yeah, he was to, just to determined win. to take this game yeah, and and take yeah. this series, and, and and we saw it from yeah. from game three and on. Yeah, I think uh, also a cool stat: the 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 Kumpo brothers all have a ring now. All three of the Anaka, the Antetokounmpo's brothers have a ring. <laughs> I can't even. I, you know, I can't even say his last name, and I'm not even gonna attempt. But, uh, obviously not, his his brother his brother on the Lakers got one last year, and then obviously both Giannis and his older brother this year. And the funny thing was his older brother was in health protocol, so so I don't even know if he was present in this in this building here actually tonight. But uh, all three of them are, are world champions, NBA champions. So kudos to them. But uh, Giannis was also awarded uh, Finals MVP. I think that is. <laughs> That is obvious. a definitely obvious choice. There was some rumblings where Stephen A. Smith was like, "Chris Middleton, but come on, like let's let's Hell relax. No, come on, let's relax now, Stephen A." You um, mean Stephen A. the the idiot? Yes, yes, who, Stephen A. Uh, who says Shohei Otani yes, shouldn't be an MVP? Yes, correct. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, um, a, a lot of things that we can go into about him, but we'll, we'll stick with, with with the Bucks here. But uh, fellas, at this point. I'm going to ask you the question, and I'll start with you, Phil. Is Giannis the Greek freak the best player in the world as of today? If you had to pick, is Greek freak the best player in the world? I, I'm hesitant. This, mm. this is why I'm hesitant, mm. right? Mm. I truly believe that there were things that the Phoenix Suns... Um, should have done that they mm. didn't do defensively okay. right so it, uh, a good example is this right like you know that Giannis loves to first get to one hand or the other whatever hand he's driving to you need to cut that hand off right mm. if you can't cut that hand off then you're screwed right because what teams have so often done to him in the past is you cut off that you cut off that hand that he's dribbling to make him turn he loves a spin move that's his yeah. counter right yeah. when you cut him off when he spins you're supposed to collapse and have that wall there that's why right. we've said throughout the throughout the playoffs dude when the wall is there you negate all of Giannis's strengths right right 
But if you look at the past few games, that wall wasn't there, right? And that was Phoenix's decision to not do that, right? And I mean, if anything, if anything, Monty did actually follow the plan that that Henry wanted Mm -hmm. uh, him to, right? Mm -hmm. Let Giannis get his, right? But obviously you can't do that yeah. you can't do that man like you this learned. is after game three game four like at that point like you have to cut it off and let someone else beat you outside of Giannis right, right. And, 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 and like you and, said and, yeah and but, and like they didn't do that so for the first 15 minutes of tonight's game they didn't do that at all and yep. then they were down by 13 at one point right it, early on yeah, um, and, and they finally, finally, with nine minutes left in the second quarter, started doing that, sending a double at him on the turn, right? And mm-hmm. and Giannis had a few turnovers there. Uh, he had a few uh, missed shots there, bad shots that he had mm-hmm. to take. Um, and that's what caused the Suns to have that run and be able to actually yeah. take the lead, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And so, but then the thing is, they didn't continue to do that. Mm-hmm. One other thing is that, I mean, they, they, they kind of, continue to do it but they came too soft Mm -hmm. on the double right Mm -hmm. and there was one in the beginning of the third where Giannis got an and one where Mikael Bridges came over threw a soft double at him and then fouled him and he got an and one there was another time where they they came too soft with the double uh as well and then he kicked it out to Drew Holiday for a three in the corner so like yes it's partially Giannis like on that pass I think that was actually a good play by him uh, less less so bad on the Suns, just a better play by Giannis. But like the Mikel Bridges one, that was a mistake by the Suns uh, defensively. And then kind of throughout the whole game, um, th- they just didn't execute well enough yeah. uh, with throwing you know bodies around the paint. Yeah, throughout the game, actually, for this game, Jeremy Lin was tweeting, Phil, he, exactly what you said. Giannis loves that spin move. What Toronto did with that championship would always double that to negate that to so let Giannis either pass out or create that turnover, right? So exactly what you said, like, I think that ultimately proved you can't let Giannis do that every time on you. Like, you got to put up a wall. You got to do something different where they didn't make that adjustment or could keep going to it, right? Especially in this game. So, so, so Phil's at this moment hesitancy of calling Greek Freak the best player. Henry, where, where do you go with this? Do you believe he is the number one best player in the world as of today? Or is that still hold the brakes on that one? Nah, hold the brakes. Mm. Outside of LeBron James, there's no one that's the best player in the world. Um, like I, like I, it's like, dude, it's too small uh, to sample I don't think size. you can say that. I don't think you can say that. <laughs> All right, and LeBron, right, LeBron got right, bounced, bounced right in the now. first round. LeBron hey, got bounced in the first round. He was he was hurt too. I don't know if Giannis or didn't Boys. tell him where to go. But <laughs> hey, everybody was hurt this playoff run. You know, I know, like I know. But look, just given like if like you can't like a, he's he's great statistically. Granted, he did win a championship tonight. Mm. I don't think that excels him into the greatest player of all time right now like discussion no 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 not, not of all, all time. time not all time but, or, or, or right at, now at, at this specific at, moment I mean, even at, even yeah. right now is no. he the best player no i don't yeah I'm, I, th- I i am hesitant i am hesitant um because i do believe a few guys are are better than Giannis. um i think i would I have, put kd up there i, I have i have this playoff run i have three players that are better than Giannis. Mm. kd mm-hmm. Kawhi, lebron yeah, I those, think those, those, those are the exact. Those are, it's yeah. interchangeable. Whoever, however you want to put those yeah. guys. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I those, didn't put those, them those, in order yeah, at all. Exactly. I just, those, I just, those, those three. three are the best players right now. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, I think with that said, fellas, like let's kind of look into the future of for these two teams going into the off season, and let's start with the Suns, guys. We know CP3 has the ability to opt out of his contract here, Henry. What do you think CP3 will do? Obviously, there's been rumblings that maybe if he doesn't win, maybe team up with LeBron and go to the Lakers. What do you think CP3 does this offseason? Does he re-sign with the Suns, or do you think he walks away and goes somewhere else? Mm. 
I think it'll really depend on what offseason moves the Suns can do to shore up that like whole school squad. Um, because I think what he he's asking for anything that's in the, what the sixty to hundred million dollar range, like total. I well, and then I, his his player options what forty four something like yeah, that some, something like that million. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, I mean, I think he wants a three or four year deal. Yeah, right. He wants to extend the deal. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the money I think couldn't be negotiable of of what it is annually. But yeah, he is looking for another long three at least you know four year deal at this point. So. I mean, just given his personality, I mean, in all honesty, I feel like he would want to run it back with the same squad. Mm. Um, so I definitely do see him opting into his 44. Got it. Either that or opting out and renegotiating. Got it. And then how about campaign? Obviously, he made a great uh, a playoff run for him, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of suitors out there for his services. Do you think they can retain campaign or he's someone that they're mostly going to lose and have to find another a veteran in the market here as much as i was a campaign fan mm-hmm. i just think based on what their needs are mm-hmm. they don't need campaign okay. for the success like i would rather gut this secondary unit and try and get a bit more firepower off the bench and a bit more secured in terms of who your veteran players are to help get you there again. Mm. Okay, okay, that's fair. Phil, how about you? What are you? What are your thoughts on CP3 and campaign here for the Suns moving into the off season? Um, well, I think that yeah, I think Chris Paul will stay. I mean, it's forty-four million dollars in one year that you're making. <laughs> Um, and if anything, if even if they don't win another, cha- if they don't win a championship next season, I still think he likes this team, um, and they're the only ones that have the ability to really give him a, a big contract still going forward, even after next season, right? So I think he takes the forty-four million, and then maybe he renegotiates, uh, and and or not renegotiates, but negotiates a two or three-year deal next off-season. Uh, maybe something like, you know, two years, 60 million, maybe something like three years, 80 million, something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then continues to stay because all indications are that he loves playing with these guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the guys love playing with him. They believe in him. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll stay for for he'll pick up his player option and then he'll he'll continue to stay in terms of. Cameron Payne, it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what his market is, mm. because for me, it's tough. It's it's tough. I don't know what a team is willing to pay him because the most that the Suns can actually offer him is around ten million dollars a year. <clears throat> they only have his early bird rights because they they signed him to a two year deal at like like a million or two million dollars each season. Mm. Um, so the most that they can offer him is the league average. Um, for for the the first year of his contract, with I think eight percent salary increases each year, um, so you're talking about something like four years, forty six million, three years, uh, you know, three years, thirty six million, something like three years, thirty five million, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that's enough to be honest. I feel like there's going to be some team, uh, some young team, uh, that says, hey maybe we want this guy as our starting point guard yeah. uh, and and maybe we can get him at something like 13 14 million dollars a year mm-hmm. which would be too much for the suns to be able to match like yeah. they just can't actually do it yeah. um unless they shed a ton of you know salary uh which i don't think that they can do so yeah i think i think campaign is probably gone and then they have to retool now the thing the thing is if they were able to bring back campaign i think that's their best option yeah uh just because i think the two things that they need uh in their in their on their team is to retool their bench like henry said Mm -hmm. but the thing that you're gonna need is firepower off the bench right and that's what campaign already brings right campaign already brings that plus chris paul's 36 years old it's not yeah. like he's able to play 
over 30 minutes a game yeah. throughout the season. And yeah. even in the playoffs, he can't play over 40 minutes a game consistently. So you need you need a legitimate backup point guard to come in and take those minutes from Chris Paul. Um, so I feel like he's he's their best you know, option considering that they really only have the mid-level option to try and go get a guy like that. Um, and I don't know if anybody else would be better than campaign. So yeah, the only guy I could think of is a TJ McConnell, but I'm sure he's worth way more. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, no, TJ McConnell does not come close to campaign in terms of what they need. If you're talking about firepower, come on, TJ well, McConnell well, averages not, not like ter- 10 not points not in, in terms 30 of firepower. Cause like the way that I was saying is like, I, I felt like a Rudy Gay would be a good fit for them there. A Kyan Birch, probably a good fit for them there. Um, I, I I think that I don't think they need to really shore up uh, the center position just because the when Sarge is healthy he does offer them enough I think as a backup center because you're really only asking for something like twelve to twelve to fifteen minutes of legitimate you know yep. legitimate play for a backup center in the playoffs um, and then you know if DeAndre Ayton gets injured or you know has foul trouble obviously you run into some issues but that's with any team right like in the playoffs it, w- when you're starting whatever position gets injured or gets into foul trouble you're gonna have trouble with the depth there so yeah. um, that's just something you have to work with but um yeah i just i feel like cam- campaign is their best option but i'm not sure if they can actually hold on to him yep um let's go on the buck side of the ball obviously Key acquisitions this offseason in PJ Tucker and Bobby Portis, Henry. Do you do you see these two staying here with Milwaukee, or are, are we seeing these guys no longer with with the Bucks starting next year? Uh, I feel like they're both going to opt out. Mm. Um, <laughs> just given, I think now that they both have a, I mean, I think Bryn Forbes already has one with the Spurs, I believe, right? Or was that post? No, 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 no. I, I don't that was think so. that was before Bryn po- Forbes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean. Now they have a championship. I mean, Bobby Portis, like, honestly, he's one of those solid big men off the bench. I'm sure a team will is willing to pay. His permanent basis is just one of those hard-to-come-by players. And Brim Forbes just has that pop mentality off the bench. So it'll be hard. I, I think they might be able to retain one of them. I think I think what if I were them, probably P.J. Tucker is who they should try and retain to continue the success. But... Yeah, I, I do feel like bipartisan. PJ Tucker always reminds me of uh, Pat Beverly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Phil, do you agree with Henry? Do you? What no, PJ Tucker. These two players. PJ Tucker, they can retain. They have his bird rights because they got him in a trade. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they they can they can give him his contract that he wants. Probably will be something around ten million dollars a year. Ten million mm-hmm. range. Yeah, yeah. Yep, ten million dollars yeah. a year. They can retain him. Easy peasy bird rights. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure Bobby Portis is going to opt out, and then they they literally can only give him a 25% raise on his three million or whatever he was making. Mm. I, it's somewhere around three million, um, and so I don't think that's enough to get it done. Um, actually, no, no, they'll be able to offer the, I believe, the taxpayer mid-level exception, uh, which is around five point five million dollars. So okay. they can offer him that, but still, I don't think that's enough. I think some some team is willing to pay him, you know, probably the full mid level exception of around ten million dollars, um, because yeah. I think he deserves it. Like he played pretty well uh, in this playoffs. I mean, he averaged under twenty minutes a game and averaged like nine points a game, um, yeah. you know, and that's in the playoffs. That's not yeah. like the regular season. It's a much higher yeah. level of basketball. That's pretty good. In limited minutes, he was able to produce yeah. pretty well. Yep. Crazy he, brought that, he brought that energy man it was just fun yeah. that uh, to, to see that and obviously some of these players you don't really talk about in the regular season and when they have a showing like these in the playoffs when it matters most hey man it, it, it's great to see and um yeah I, I loved i loved what remember when when he had that crazy crazy game where we thought hey is that kd out there and you know <laughs> these, these these stories come about in these playoffs so it's great to see these no-namers kind of get their shine. And, hey, man, everybody in Milwaukee loved it. Bobby, Bobby, you know? Like, it's it's, it's great for him. Yeah, I don't I don't see Milwaukee 
being able to retain him, but I think it'll be interesting uh, to see yeah, what their plans are, uh, you know, moving forward. So yeah, um, I, I think- mean, <clears throat> I I mean the Bucks basically they're stuck with the same team. Yeah. Other yeah, than correct. Other than Bobby Porter's, like, and they're just all the only tool that they have basically going forward, unless they make major, major changes with trades, is to get a guy with the mid level exception, that taxpayer mid level exception of like $5 million. Uh, That is really their only tool. They can't utilize their biannual exception, their full uh, mid level exception. Otherwise, they're going to be over the hard cap. Uh, So, and they would be a hard cap team. Um, if if they use any of those other exceptions. Well, good thing they, they had DiVincenzo coming back, right? Obviously, he did miss half of the playoffs, so great, great. And obviously, he's a, a big piece to, to what they do. Um, so, you know, that will be definitely a big win there. But, yeah, this, this definitely... Remind me again, what was his injury? Was it the ACL? <sighs> good question. It was like Achilles. the heel. Achilles? Was it Achilles? Okay, sure. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, I think... Um, we all know, Phil, and I'm going to start with you, you know, CP3 is an all-time great. Forever going to be an all-time great. He'll be in the Hall of Fame regardless of him winning or not. But fair or not fair, I think this series is going to continue to add to that poor record when he's up in the playoffs and losing, right? Do you see that as being... I don't know. Is CP3 cursed? Like, I, I don't know. How, how should we uh, proceed with CP3 not being able to get out of those moments where his team is always up and he just can't close? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's tough, man. You have a lot of players throughout history where mm-hmm. they have come close, but they haven't been able to get fully there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some of the most popular names are John Stockton, Carl Malone, uh, Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley, right? Mm-hmm. Guys that we consider some of the all-time greats, yep. but we're never able to 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 get to the mountaintop. Yep. yep. And so, you know, like they're always gonna get looked at in that way, where it's a, where they're gonna say, "You're you were a great player, but you never won it." Um, yep. And so they will never be able to, I think, get into kind of like that top five of their like position. Yeah. Right. Like I I can't I like I can't see CP3 being considered a top five point guard Mm -hmm. of all time Mm -hmm. unless he wins a championship and like has a has a hand actually has like a big hand in doing it. Like I'm not talking about when he's 39 years old playing like you know 10 minutes off the bench or something <laughs> yeah. like that yeah you know yeah. so yeah it, it it's tough because like even john stockton i think you you look at some of the stuff he's done throughout his career right i think he's still the all-time steals leader in nba history mm-hmm. uh one of the top assist leaders in nba history um and you know lost twice in the finals to the greatest player of all time and michael jordan <laughs> right and you know you could you could easily argue that if he was facing another team in that era they would have won at least one right and so it's unfortunate but then i think that still does hurt him right like we we don't consider john stockton like the best point guard of all time or like even in the top three i think yeah you know like some people even though i don't think isaiah thomas was as good Mm -hmm. um as John Stockton, a lot of people put John uh, Isaiah Thomas five. over John Stockton, right? Correct. So, Correct. Um, you know, it's things like that, like where that conversation will come about, and it'll slightly hurt them in the conversation yeah. Uh, yeah. of being like a top five player in their in their position. But you know, it is what it is, man. Like yeah, it, you I, just couldn't get there. It just also reminded me of another player, um, and I'm gonna go to you, Henry, Steve Nash, right? Obviously, he's he's had a prolific career in terms of stats do you take steve nash over cp3 or do you take cp3 over steve nash Ooh, <laughs> that's a you know that's an interesting one eh? <laughs> i feel like with steve nash he was more of like a you have to kind of if like if i'm the coach you have to kind of morph your offense to fit his style whereas cp is more of a play and plug kind of ball star so i think okay. it de- really depends on like if I was trying to, I don't know, win now, 
Um, probably take CP3 if you wanted to rebuild and rebuild around a young Nash, then you could Nash. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a great comparison. I mean, it sucks. I mean, yeah. I think I think what you and Phil said are all correct. Like, whether it's bad luck with injuries or just the, the Paul curse, um, he is, I think, I, I mean, to me, he is probably, like, I don't know if he's, like, the best, but he is one of the best point guards that I've ever seen in my lifetime. But it's just a shame that he's always come short. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe I... Maybe he's at that point now where, like, you just have to do the Kawhi rest method, dude. Like, well, don't oh, definitely. You can't, rest you him can't during the season and, season. yeah, and just make sure you just have him yeah. fresh and ready to go when it matters. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, let's go with Monty, guys. I think um, I want to give a lot of credit to what Monty Williams was able to do a second year uh, for this Phoenix Suns young team. Um, I think just what we've been able to see on the sideline as he coaches up his players, uh, whether it be in the locker room, so- uh, sound bites and mic'd up moments that we see. But um, how would you assess, and I'm going to start with you, Phil, Monty Williams' um, performance here in-, in the playoffs, and es- especially in this finals, even though he did fall short? Yeah, I mean, I, I really like what Monty did this season. We've been praising him, you know, kind of all season, mm-hmm. what he was able to do. Uh with leading this team to second overall, uh, you know, record uh, in the league, I believe. Uh, was it in the league or just in the West? Um, I know it the, might be the league. for sure in the yeah, West. Yeah. I, I think it was in the league. Yeah. But anyway, so like, yeah, leading them to that record in, in the playoffs or in the regular season and then getting them to the NBA Finals, I mean, that's an incredible, incredible job for a team that didn't make the playoffs yeah. last season, yeah. right? And really, the the only moves that they made were to bring in Chris Paul and and, and Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder. Yep. right? And so, I mean, he's done an incredible job. And like everything that I've seen from him throughout the the playoffs, kind of granted, you know, some of the adjustments that he didn't make uh, in the finals. Like up till that point, uh, up till the conference finals, I think he did an incredible job, uh, both in terms of. Uh, scheming, um, in terms of motivating his players, in in terms of knowing when he needed to uh, talk to his players and when he needed to just let them go. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are a few times where, you know, they asked him throughout the playoffs, you know, is there anything you said to Chris? Or, like, is there anything you said to Devin Booker? Like, mm-hmm. after a game where they struggled or, like, you know, a half where they struggled and he, and he was just like, no, I know that these guys... Uh, don't don't need me to tell them anything really especially chris paul right like he's been there done that in terms of you know being all throughout the league and in many different situations um and so like kind of you know if he got in their uh, in their head that it it could do worse for them so you know i like i I like i like the way that he coaches the way that he motivates players and and generally the 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 way that he prepares his guys for games Uh, but unfortunately, I do think that he got outcoached uh, mm. in the finals. Mm. Yeah, I think we all know Monty as being a great human being just to start off with, right? Class mm-hmm. act. Um, even after the finals here, he went to the Milwaukee's locker room to congratulate Giannis and the Bucks. Like, class act there, right? Like, Yeah, it, I mean, one of to... the most incredible, yeah. you know, human beings. And, and yeah. you know, guys, just if you talk about character, yeah, it's geez. just outstanding. You Especially know, outstanding. with with what he's been through with his wife's passing and a lot of these things that he's uh, had to go through over the last, you know, obviously, past five to ten years. But, um, yeah, Henry, how would you assess Monty Williams uh, for this season and the finals, even though he did fall short? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Phil said it best, and you said it best as well. Um, you got to give the man credit um, for what he was able to unlock, I think, out of Aiden mm-hmm. for moments. Yep. <laughs> I think longer moments. <laughs> Um, I don't know if this is the Kendall Jenner curse also playing a part in the the demise of Booker, but look, they looked exponentially better. They looked way more cohesive. They looked like they had a game plan. They were playing with a lot of intensity, minus the finals. Um, And that's a lot of credit to Monty. Um, He's a great player's coach. Um, You know, whether it was on the Hornets back in the day, 
Um, or even like now, um, you know, people say he is one of the best motivators and just kind of player development coaches. So yeah. got to give him a lot of credit. Um, but I definitely do think that to help help him with his kind of deficiencies that which we saw this championship, I do hope that they can sure up their assistant coaching staff with a more defensive minded coach. Well, they're to losing. Help Willie really Green. Green to New Orleans, yep. which is totally yeah. fine. Yeah, I, I honestly think they need to shore up that assistant mm-hmm. coach with a more defensive-minded coach. But yeah, um, you know, I would love to be able to even just sit down with Monty and just talk life. I think he, he'd be just someone great to talk about anything with. And I think um, all the players have the utmost respect for, for Monty. And yeah, I think what he's been able to do uh, with this team in, in a short amount of time. Um, is, is, is incredible and uh, kudos to him and especially his re- uh, relatability with his players and being able to coach um, and yeah make the right moves when it mattered most so um, yeah even though he did fall short I think all the credit in the world goes to Monty mm-hmm. and what he was able to do and I look forward to this the Suns team uh, on how they yeah proceed uh, after this tough tough loss here in game six you're listening to our pod Monty <laughs> Call up Steve Clifford and bring him on board. <laughs> uh, Not bad. Man. I yeah, like it, actually. That, that's right. Um, there was a tweet going around um, tonight after Giannis won it that, you know, obviously Kobe, the, the late Kobe Bryant tweeted that after he got his MVP, the championship was next. And I guess in his interview today, Giannis said, Kobe Bryant thinks I can do this. I had to do it. So... Man, uh, Giannis has come a long way since he got drafted in 2013, um, and he stayed true to his word and stayed in saying he wanted to stay in Milwaukee, didn't want a super team, and really wanted to win in this city and for the people. And yeah, man, um, as we saw outside of the stadium, which was like 65,000 compared to the amount of that people. Was that was insane. Yeah. Holy just, crap. The, the fan base in Milwaukee, hey, kudos to them. Um, you know, cl- round of yeah, applause for those. Yeah, fan, their fan base for their fan base. Kudos to them. Um, yeah, Wisconsin, man. It's uh, I know they have have Green Bay too, and it's been a while since Aaron Rodgers was able to bring uh, bring another one. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, kudos to that city. Kudos to Giannis. Kudos to that whole team. Um, it was a different finals. You know, we haven't not 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 any uh uh large market teams out there in LA or or what we see in the past but um I thought it was a fun finals um and I enjoyed it uh I think there's two great storylines that we're able to latch on to for this final series so um I'm just sad that it's over guys it's it's kind of so surreal to me that it's officially over um but there's still a lot going on here in the next couple weeks um so I'm excited for for our pod and what we're going to be diving into, obviously, there's a draft next week. So we're going to be getting into that. The couple of days after that, free agency starts. So we're going to get into that. Um, there's obviously Olympic basketball. I'm sure we'll, 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 we'll kind of chime in on our thoughts about that. So a lot, a lot going to be you know, happening and being shared here um, in, the, in the coming coming episode. So, so look forward to that. Um, yeah, fellas. Um, any final words for the end of the 2020-21 NBA season? Um, no, man, it's, it's just been a great season and, you know, I can't believe we were able to, you know, make it through, uh, our, our full first season, um, you know, just great time with you guys each and every episode. And, you know, just want to thank the listeners for, for sticking with us and just stay tuned. Yeah. How about you? Um, yeah, just uh, I'll give one final cheers to all the Milwaukee fans. Yes. And cheers, Bucks. cheers, good one. Cheers, cheers. Cheers, guys. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll finally get to see LA versus LA. Not next year, but the year after, because <laughs> Lakers will take it next year again. <laughs> hey, you never know, man. You never know. Kawhi might go to uh, wherever Giannis training went staff, to. wherever he went. He might come back with a bionic knee. Oh, Who knows? Man. Yeah, I think uh, uh, exciting upcoming season, especially with this draft class. We got some. We got some. Um, great prospects coming out here so I think it'll be fun to see how they acclimate to their new teams but hey um, I think a lot of a lot of contending teams 
have a lot of questions they need to answer and figure out in this offseason. Um, that goes with the Lakers as well. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. But, yeah, I want to thank all of our listeners to continuing to show us support. Uh, we do it for you guys. Um, it's with you. You know, without you guys, we're not here today. So, appreciate you guys always tuning in. Um, yeah, feel free to uh, message us uh, via our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram. Our hope uh, for season two is to bring some new additions and add things as we move along. So hopefully there's some some updates that we can share with you um, in the coming months. But uh, stay tuned. And yeah, um, I guess we'll see you next week for our little draft preview or it will be a draft review. Um, So yeah, tune in and yeah, we'll see you next week, guys. Peace. 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 Thank you.